Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in John 17, but before we get there and start reading, let's open with prayer. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the Holy Spirit living in us. And I just thank you for the sacrifice of Christ. I lift up this time that you would be the one who speaks to us, that you'd be the one who we hear and be your message that we would all hear and understand. I pray you'd be glorified and honored in all that we do. May this day bring you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in 17, and I just want to really quickly read something from uh, Tozer, A.W. Tozer. He writes regarding um, verse 3 where it says, Now is the eternal life. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. He writes, In religion, <clears throat> more than in any other field of human experience, a sharp distinction must be, always be made between knowing about and knowing. The distinction is the same as between knowing about food and actually eating it. A man can die of starvation knowing all about bread, and a man can remain spiritually dead while, all know, all, while knowing all the historical facts of Christianity. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. We have but, have but to introduce one extra word into the verse to see how vast is the difference between knowing about and knowing. This is eternal life, that they might know about thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That one word makes all the difference between life and death, for it goes to the very root of the verse and changes its theology radically and vitally. For all this, we would not underestimate the importance of mere knowing about. Its value lies in its ability to rouse us to desire to know an actual experience. Thus, knowledge by description may lead on to knowledge by acquaintance. May lead on, I say, but does not necessarily do so. Thus, we dare not conclude that because we learn about the Spirit, we for the, the reason actually know Him. Knowing Him comes only by a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit Himself. <clears throat> so, have you ever... Have you ever gone and been talking to someone who says, I've read the entire Bible from cover to cover, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Or, and then I've also read the Quran, I've also read this, and I've also read that. And I don't think any of them are true. They're great stories. They're philosophies. And these people are smart. Elon Musk is one of them. So he knows about the Bible. He knows about God, but he doesn't know God. It's the same concept. I was speaking to someone down at the dock the other day. I mean, it was a little while back. But he was, we were talking about God, relationship with, with God, the Holy Spirit, and everything else. And he said to me, he was a very smart man. He says, you know, I've read the Bible three times. And I cannot buy into it. So he knows all about it, but he can't buy into it. There's something there that holds him back. And I think it's his intellect. I think he thinks he's too smart. And I mean, but that's just my 
you know, judgment being a jerk. But anyway, so just thought I'd, I'd throw that out there with from Tozer because it's really important because then I'll, I'm actually going to go back <clears throat> to verse 29 in chapter 16, where Jesus had been talking to his disciples, telling them about the Holy Spirit. And they were kept asking questions and they didn't understand. And then finally in chapter, in verse 29, then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. That This makes us believe that you came from God. And I went back and I read those, those verses. And I'm like, those verses are kind of the same as in there. He's speaking in the same way, at least to me. But I think that's really how it is as you develop your relationship with God, how I've been developing it. Things that were not clear one day become more clear. And it's really an amazing feat or situation where when you reread verses, when you reread the Bible, I find I learn new things. My understanding goes up and that I know more about God and I know him deeper. And that's what's happening on this journey. That's the whole point of this daily reading is to know him, not know about him, but know him more deeply. So when I listen to and I think about those disciples, when they say those types of things, I, and I, I go, what? You guys are so dumb. They're not. I mean, they're, they say, I say in my head, that's so obvious, but it isn't. Because God's saying the same thing to me all the time when I'm reading something and I'm just passing by it and I'm not grasping the magnitude or what's really being said. And that's why it's, it's a daily activity. And my biggest challenge is knowing about God and not knowing God. And that's why I want to know him. I want to know him more deeply. And I think some of these, these verses here in chapter 17, they really relate and I appreciate Jesus p- praying for me because he is praying for me, praying for you. So let's go ahead and get started in verse 1 where it says, After Jesus, Jesus had said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So right there, Jesus was with God before the world began. Remember, it talked about the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, there's Jesus he had his presence with the glory before the world began. Verse 6, Jesus prays for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have 
is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so the scriptures would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now. Well, let me stop there. And what hits hits me is just the protection by the name, that being prayed for by the name that he gave us. So I, I sat there and this morning I'm like, oh, I want to pray in that name for protection over me and my family, my kids. Because there's, anyways, these are challenging times. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have all the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Yes, sanctify us, Lord. Your word is truth, and as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. From them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the the glory you have given me, because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, And I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So Christ is really talking about the unity that comes as being grafted into him. And then that gives us where that means we're grafted into God. Doesn't make us God. Just means that that he dwells within us that the glory that he has is also part of ours again it's an issue of knowing God not knowing about God it's knowing him and having that personal relationship that we've gotten from the words of the disciples and from God that were translated that were God's words and were given to us it was through the people like A.W. Tozer who gives us new insights from people like Spurgeon who gives us insights into these words and helps us know God more deeply, puts it into a way that maybe it's easier for us to understand. So my prayer today is that I would know God more deeply and I pray for the same for you. So let's close up in prayer. Father God, thank you for for this. It's a privilege to have Jesus pray for us. It's a privilege to know you. 
And I just pray that our understanding and our knowledge of you, that we would truly know you, not know about you, but that we would know you on a personal level, that we would submit and make our, our knowledge and our experience of you even deeper and greater. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for loving us. I lift up our friends and our family, that they too would know you, that we would be lights to them as you've been a light to us and the apostles and the disciples have been examples for us, Lord. I just pray for our family, our families and our friends. We love them so much. We just pray that they would be kept safe and that you would be made known to them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.